We are the Adventuring Guild. We are the Adventuring Guild. We are the Adventuring Guild. And this is the Home Brew Review. Terrible jokes, folks. Terrible jokes. This is why you need to join our Discord server so that you can hear all the terrible, terrible jokes we tell pre-show. Oh, lordy. Okay, so thank you for joining us once again for the second episode of the Homebrew Review in this series uh, with the Compendium of Curious Subclasses. Uh, so we will be starting off once again with the same four fabulous and amazing people who joined us last week. We are going to start at the top of the list, and I'm drawing this out just a little bit so that I don't surprise the first person like I did last time. <laughs> Lydia! Oh, yes, hello. I'm returning back with Erin Lewin, the loyal servant to her master ball. And I am now, at this point, a level 10 uh, Terra Domain Cleric. Uh, do you want me to talk about the stuff I got? Yes, go ahead and talk about new stuff that you're getting and what you're looking forward to. Alright, so I have, uh, of course, uh, I decided not to go any fancy with my uh, ability score increases. I boosted up my wisdom up to maximum, for maximum clericness. Um, Aside from that, I have managed to get the ability You Are Forsaken, uh, which is basically a reaction that I can do, amount of times equal to my wisdom modifier, which is why I boosted it up, uh, that allows me to impose disadvantage on saving throws for those who are close by. Uh, it requires me a bit, to be a bit more on my toes, but it should hopefully add a, a, a nice new dynamic to this. On top of that, I got Black Spell Casting. I have received a Dark Blessing, which has heightened my magical abilities. My Necrotic and uh, my... Uh, so I've got Resistance Necrotic Damage now, and when I cast a spell that does Necrotic or Psychic Damage, I can add my Wisdom Modifier to the damage roll. Uh, so that is a great boost, especially when it just comes to my, uh, my uh, standard um, uh, cantrips. Aside from that, I got a bunch of new domain spells as well. Right, I have Phantasmal Killer, which I hope I find an excuse to use. Aside from it, and I've also got uh, uh, Gaius, a Negative Energy Flood, which is fun. So yeah, I am uh, pretty excited. <laughs> Alright, that is fantastic. Let us move on to Micah. This is Micah back again with Dimitri Kavroya, the Path of the Siege Engine Barbarian, strong man, hater of walls and structure. <laughs> um, uh, coming up on level 10, we got more new uh, barbarian features. Um, level 6 gives us the Battlefield Eye, which can be used for some pretty fun shenanigans because I get to try to guess what the enemy is going to do next, and if they fail at hiding their motives, uh, Bob has to tell me, kind of in general, what they're planning on doing, so that'll be fun. Um, and then at level 10, I get the Forceful Ordnance ability, which lets me decide uh, uh, to um, throw something so hard it explodes, so that, that'll be <laughs> super interesting. 
in conjunction with you know just typical barbarian stuff where i'm you know, getting more hit points getting stronger oh and uh that siege sling that i was using last game has now bumped up to 3d10 worth of damage so um i'm gonna be marching on jericho before too terrible long so I have two things to add about that. First off, Battlefield Insight, I have to tell you what they know. Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll just read it off for you real quick, Bob. It says, mm-hmm. as a bonus action, target one creature you can see within 60 feet that um, can make it a, the, that you have seen, that I have seen make an attack within the last round. The target must make a charm deception check opposed to my insight check. If I succeed, I learn what action that creature is most likely to take on its next turn. Ah, oh, thank goodness, because I was going to say, I don't know what I'm going to do half the time right before. So, yeah, it's just, what what does he most likely do? And then, if things change, you can change what he does based on what happens. It's just, what is he most likely to do on his next turn based on the current state of events? Awesome. And then the other thing I had to add is that uh, exploding when you use your siege sling, does that count to enemies you forcibly launch out of it? <laughs> um. So, I can, it's it's... Ammunition for the siege sling is small-sized objects, so... <laughs> Good distinction. Yes, um, but yeah, so the, the Forceful Ordinance, uh, on a successful hit, any creatures within five feet have to make a strength save or they are knocked prone. Wait, wait, so small-sized <laughs> objects? So you could technically fling out, like, goblin corpses? I do believe so. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just thinking, you know, Bob... Why wasn't this around when we had a Kakamora? Oh my god, no. Oh, that is never coming back. No, 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 no. Oh, that's great. Oh, lordy. I think, I think Brayden had something in mind when he was making the Path of the Siege engine. <laughs> I'm drawn to some Monty Python quotes oh, where, Jesus what is the Christ. airspeed velocity of a coconut-laden swallow? Uh-huh. What is the airspeed velocity of a siege cannon-launched coconut? No joke. Oh, no, we're not doing the math, Micah. I remember <laughs> your one character that could throw stuff like a mile. No, we are not oh, yes. doing the math. Oh, that was uh, no. Chandra, Chandra Sakar, wasn't it, from the Terry yeah. game? Yes, my, uh, my, my Path of the Monster Barbarian. Yeah. Is it a North American or a Caribbean coconut? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, on to Stygius. Hi, everybody. Stygius is back with Dunkel Pesterbottom, the forest gnome hermit cultist. Uh, Cultist is a combination rogue warlock class that allows you to be a rogue, but also cast Eldritch Blast with a few minor spell abilities and some upgrades to the Eldritch Blast based on your patron. I have chosen the Arch Fae. My upgrades are now Otherworldly Blast. At ninth level, I gain the ability to use Sneak Attack on my Eldritch Blast, which is dealing... It is dealing uh, force damage. I have resistance to force damage. Wow, I bummed that up. It was great for like 45 <laughs> seconds, and then I'm like... Dee-bee, dee-bee. <laughs> it's all good. I, you know, I feel like that the, the Joe Biden quote. You, the, 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 you know the thing. So, um, <laughs> all right. So, alrighty. So, yes, we've got our Eldritch Blast has been pumped up, and then with my Archfave bonus, I can now re-roll damage for one of the beams of my Eldritch Blast cantrip once per turn and use the highest number, which I did uh, up now to two Eldritch Blasts a turn, so I'll be shooting at plus nine, D10 plus sneak attack on one of them, and I can re-roll the low damage. That's about all that I got from the actual cultist bonus. Other than that, it's just the generic uh, subclass abilities of the rogue. Sneak attack went up, gained evasion, all those things. 
So regardless, Dunkle Pesterbottom has gained some points in intelligence, but his wisdom sadly remains innate. So once again, <laughs> he's a forest gnome who does not belong in the forest. That's fantastic. And what I think is so crazy about that is because you can re-roll that and everything, you may end up doing more damage than uh, Micah's uh, Siege Sling, even though it does 3d10, because you can re-roll that. So you could possibly end up with a maxed out, you know, 10 on that. So, yeah, with, if, uh, if we look at sneak attack, you know, on average, the 3.5 for 5d6, I'm looking at about 17 damage from the sneak attack. If I yeah. can max that d10, I'd be looking at, what, 27 yeah, no joke. Well, and then you have a second D10 if you hit the same creature twice with that right. you know, Eldritch Blast Beam. Now, that's a question that I do have uh, for people who played Rogues more often, is when it says once per turn you can use your sneak attack, is that on, like, once you've declared an actual hit? Or do you have to say, on this attack, I would like to sneak attack? Once you actually hit, you can choose to use it, just like Paladins can roll a crit and then say, oh, by the way, I smite. By the way? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I would like to smite at the fifth level per, exactly. per uh, Virgil. Okay, so yeah, so if I whiff on the first one, I can then just roll for the second one, get a hit, and then be like, all right, cool, I'm going to re-roll this damage die of a two, and I'm going right. to add sneak attack damage. That sounds amazing. Even if you hit, you can choose not to do it and then save it for like the second like bonus tech, if, if that's gotcha. your choice as well. Exactly. Gotcha. All right. It's possible times, by the way. <laughs> it, it is. It's difficult, but it's, it's once a turn, not a round. Mm -hmm. yep. hmm. Exactly. Alright, uh, so let us move on to last but not least, Zero. Hello. Zero returning, playing sick as the uh, tiefling golem answer. Uh, we got some new spells at higher levels. Uh, and a new and improved uh, suit of armor, aka my golem, which is now a helm or <laughs> as opposed to an animated armor. Uh, get a few other interactions with it as well. Uh, I can use uh, give it the help action, or as a bonus action, I can use the help action on it, which I think would be interesting. Uh, also capable of giving it some uh, uh, healing in a bit with golem recovery sacrifices some spells to give it a little healing and then uh, you get uh, another feature that uh, kind of like a shield guardian where if you're within five feet of it you get plus two to your AC you can take the help action and I'm literally inside of it so that's that'll work out fine uh, that's most of the most of the things that I get is some more just more bells and whistles to, you know for the uh, for the golem try and make it a little more efficient and then uh and the, the constructs so you get most of the constructs i could have picked an iron cobra a pentadrone a stone defender or a helmor you know, helmor is easily the best one so we're going with that and it goes with the whole iron man theme so that is fantastic yeah and i got to looking at it after our game uh you know backing all the weird documents and stuff and if your dm is liberal enough to allow you to use like tome of beasts and all those other books holy crap are there some crazy options for different constructs you can control with all of this stuff yeah there's there's certainly ways to to open up the breadth of options available to you for sure mm -hmm. it'd be interesting to explore that at some point all right so uh, we will go ahead then, and now that everybody has said their piece, we will begin.
So what we are going to do this week is uh, a little bit different than what we did last week. Instead of everybody just running into a dungeon and we clear the dungeon as a typical adventurer party will or would, I will be throwing specific challenges within a dungeon that are geared towards our characters themselves. So I've homebrewed this a little bit to help show off what you guys can do. So try to show off your abilities to the best of your ability and we will begin. All right, so you guys, uh, once again, if you are part of our Discord group, you can see all the maps we use, even though they're a little bit out of context if you're listening, you know, after the game kind of a thing. But you guys enter down through this very long, dark tunnel. So if you look at that map, there's kind of that circular chamber with the three little alcoves off of it uh, and three coffins within it. So you guys have entered in through that chamber. When you got down there, you saw that there were three open coffins made of stone laying down there. Uh, the coffins were damaged very badly. So there were large rakes through it as if by claws. There were tapestries and paintings hung up on the walls. All had been completely torn apart. And you guys were able to find behind one of the coffins a... Uh, or one of the tapestries that had been uh, uh, clawed apart, you found a secret door and were very easily able to open it with a pressure switch right within that nearest coffin. So you guys easily got through there and then entered into that next room where you saw two statues. One, uh, Lydia, with your religion skill, you would very easily be able to tell they were two deities, one of life and one of death. So you guys are within that room and you're looking through that open uh, passageway to the north and you see that there are religious symbols, or uh, you see relig ah, religious symbols are carved into the walls of this chamber, shrouded by dust and cobwebs. Two plain stone sarcophagi dominate the northern part of this area. So you see that right in front of you and you can tell from where you are standing there are two hallways, one going right and one going left. So what would you guys like to do from here? Ah, the air in here stinks of death. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I love how we start Man. off on this high note. Man, I, just, <laughs> I, I, I lean over to... Uh, Oh my god, Micah, what's your character's name? Is uh, Dimitri. Is Dimitri. <laughs> is is tiny is tiny Mew Bear. Oh, <laughs> so uh, that's an inside joke for both me and Micah. So I lean to Dimitri, I'm like, man, I'm a cultist, but wow, she's into it. She's uh, <laughs> she she's very passionate. <laughs> but uh, Dungeon reminds me of maze where I grew up. <laughs> I do not like. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, ever so cautious, being the rogue, I'd like to take some in, some time to scope the area and see what's floating about. Uh, make a perception. Would you prefer perception or investigation? If you Bob. want to just look around, perception. If you're trying to spot tiny little details, investigation. All right, tiny little details. So we'll go for that. There. That's a ten plus five for fifteen. Okay. He you're says, able apprehensively <laughs> yes uh all of a sudden a tarasque pops out no uh dunkel you are able to see that the west uh, sarcophagus contains two occupants laid to rest holding hands the east sarcophagus holds a child's remi uh, child's remains worn and faded toys lie amid the dust hmm. that is a bit macabre a little bit 
Oh, yeah. And background, you guys would know that there is an evil warlock who is uh, summoning all sorts of undead baddies within this crypt. And that is what you guys have been sent down here to deal with. All right. I am going to go ahead and get a sense of things. I want to I channel Lord Val's energy through me and sense any sort of magical presences. And I will do detect magic. Okay. Just get uh, a feel. <laughs> Are you casting it as a spell or using it as a ritual for 10 minutes? Uh, are you guys willing to wait for 10 minutes? I've got nothing better to do. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah, sit sure, down cross-legged and I'm just going to chant in a horrible black speech. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then you- I have to sacrifice a bit of blood as well. It's a ritual. It's a, it's a ball ritual. It gets pretty grim. Yeah, I was going to say. Okay, so you are able to detect magic, but you, or I mean, you're able to cast it, but you do not currently detect any magic uh, on the sarcophagi themselves, though this entire dungeon area uh, reeks or uh, glows with, let's see here, uh, oh, necromancy, duh. Uh, so the entire dungeon basically has a light sheen of necromantic magic over the entire thing. You say you say there was a left or right? We could go Correct. left, left or right. Yes, and, and right in front of us is two sarcophagi. guy. I go left. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, real quick, do uh, you look down both hallways? To the left, you see a odd green glow, uh, kind of just past the next room. To the right, you see a like a lighted type room, clear at the far end of a very very long hallway. All right, so going left, you start uh, walking into that room, Sicus, uh, and steps lead up to a stone platform in the northern part of this chamber. A wooden coffin rests on a dais. The coffin is covered in carvings and symbols. The southern part of the chamber is dominated by a large stone statue, clearly that of a god or other divine being. Okay. The coffin, is it closed? Uh, you gonna go up to the coffin and like try to open it or inspect it? If it is closed, yes. Alright, as you approach the coffin, I need a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Just to clarify, do you want me to do it? Yep, that would be you. I'm, I'm, I'm still in the room of sarcophagus. Zero, Just if you'd rather have me be the one wandering <laughs> up there in, 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 in the events of... Um, okay, let me see what this is. Uh, plus, I feel pretty good about it. Just right. to be clear, everyone, defiling child's grave is a no-no. <laughs> well, it appears that the cop uh, coffin was just a decoy as an undead creature bursts from behind it, and you take 14 points of piercing damage. Okay. Uh, noted. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I see the uh, the attacker, right? Correct. Oh yeah, go ahead and roll me initiative, uh, everybody, and then zero, you will go ahead and get your turn. Well, you know, depending on initiative on where it's at. Feeling good about it. Okay, so we've got. Let me write down everybody's initiatives. Yay! The dungeon master goes first. Uh, oh, zero wait, no. actually goes, zero first. goes first. Yep. <laughs> Well, unless somebody rolled higher than that, I was looking at Fimdir, and then I realized you weren't Fimdir this time, Lydia. <laughs> nope. Uh, what did you I, get? I got, so that's a natural one, and then plus two, <laughs> so three. Oh, no. Okay. On my end. This, is, this is some classic cleric initiative right here. 
Yes. Uh, what did you get, uh, Dimitri? Fifteen. Okay, so uh, let's see. Turn order will go Sickus, uh, the enemy, Dunkel, Dimitri, and Aaron. So Sickus, you are up. You see this undead-looking uh, individual with a crossbow currently in its hands and aimed at you. How, how far away is it? Uh, literally on the other side of the coffin, so maybe 10 feet at the most. <coughs> okay. Uh, I will use my turn to cast haste on the Hound Horror. And then I'm All right. To, yeah, that'll pretty much be it for me. That it acts after me, yep. so it's going to uh, draw its blade uh, and rush this creature and begin to slash at it. Oh, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna as my uh, bonus action. Before I forget to do uh-huh. this, I'm gonna use the help action on it for its attack. Okay. Yep, you can go ahead and retroactively do that. Alright, so it's, um... Is that, is that, the help action, is, I haven't used this for a long time, man. Uh, it gives yeah, me an advantage, means, but is it just for correct. that one action, or is the whole action? So it'd be like, for every attack, or just one attack? I can't remember. Just one attack, unfortunately. Okay. Alright, so oh. 16 and 11, then, for the first one. Yeah, unfortunately, neither of those hit. Alright, and uh, it's got multi-attack, so I got, I'm going to take two more attacks. Fantastic. Alright, one hit there with a 19, and then a second hit there with a 22. Fantastic. Go ahead and roll your damage two times. Uh, 15 points of slashing damage total. Oof, okay. It lets out an ear-piercing screech that just cuts into you. It doesn't do physical damage since it's not an actual shriek, but uh, it it definitely cuts into your very soul when you hear it. All right, then we move on to the enemy. The evil, evil enemy drops its bow and it advances towards you. And Well, not advances because it's right there, but it attacks. Uh, modifier is... There we go. Ooh, it really whiffs it, uh, but it has multi-attack, so it gets to make two attacks. Ah, there we go. 14, I'm assuming that does not hit either. Not even close. Okay, so with an 8 and a 14, it does not get anywhere close to hitting you. We move on to Dunkel. So you saw that uh, Thickus in his power armor, Iron Man style, not that you know what Iron Man is, advances into the next room, and all of a sudden you heard a very loud twang of a something hitting metal, and then some shouting, some scuffling, and uh, there we go. So it is your turn, Dunkel. Holy cow. Uh, That that would be uh, Dimitri. Oh, wait, never mind. He's not clear. (laughs) Not holy. God damn it. So, so okay. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I, I once rolled when, when uh, in World of Warcraft, when Minotaurs could become paladins. I, I yes. once rolled. I once rolled a female named Blessy Bessie. <laughs> and yeah. So, anyway. All right. So uh, I, I respond with a ah bad guy and position myself so again we we covered this last time uh i i do not need to have advantage on the roll if there is an enemy within five feet of uh or if there's a an ally within five feet of the enemy for my sneak attack to work correct all righty so i will roll i've got two two eldritch blasts at the ready 
I will go ahead and toss them out there and I'm gonna roll just two dice simultaneously. So I got a seven and an 18. So that means I rolled totally a 16 for the for one attack. Unfortunately, that is just shy of what you need and it right. ducks out of the way. All right, and so because I led it with a second attack, I got 18 plus nine for 27. Ooh, yeah. All right, I'll go ahead and roll this in here because uh, let's see here. So slash roll 5d6 <laughs> plus 1d10. I hate rogues. <laughs> uh, oh, so Lord. 14. That's wow. Five, wow. one, two, two, two. Yeah, I'm not using this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's because so, you uh, wasted your nat 20 on I that. Did. Uh, I did. Yeah, so. Roll. I did. So 14 damage, uh, force damage, if that matters for resistances that or not. Does. So pop, <laughs> and then for my actual movement ability, I'll go ahead and is there, let me go ahead and scroll back up to the meta. Thank you, Zero, for the meme. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, so, and where we are here in this map, is there anywhere that would be more advantageous for me to move my 25 feet and then possibly perform a dash as a bonus action? Uh, if you wanted to, you could get uh, up at the top of where that coffin is, is where the enemy is. So you could get to the other side or the corner of the room or possibly investigate that gl uh, green liquid that you see to get an advantage that way. But as far as like hiding places, there is not really a great hiding place. Right. In this room. So yeah, let's, uh, if, if I have to maneuver over towards the green stuff, let's do that. <clears throat> okay, yep, you get over to the green liquid, and it reeks. I mean, like, smells just acrid and acidic and just horrid to your nose. I'm going to deduct that I should not step on it. All and right. that's my turn. Okay, so then we move on to Dimitri. Just casually stroll into the middle of room while twirling my sling. I'm <laughs> not going to rage quite yet. But I will launch sling attack at Puny Man. I uh, will go ahead and uh, uh, take use my uh, uh, reckless attack for if the advantage. If you miss and it hits the wall, the entire place caves in and you all die. It's because I do double damage against non-magical structures. <laughs> all is a worthy sacrifice to Baal. Yes. Oh, wait, we already established the entire place is magical because of the necromantic energy. So, you know, you're good. Mm. <laughs> Uh, Bob, that is a 22 to hit. Yeah. And 3d10. Oof. Didn't do much better than Mike. I got seven Oof. on that first attack. And then uh, use that, that reload and fire off that second. Uh, that's a 21 to hit. Yep. For uh, 25 points of damage. Holy crap. And you said that's magical, correct? No. No, okay, thank Jesus. Okay, because uh, that would have killed it right out. Uh, so, okay, it is standing, but not by a whole lot. Oh, let me add in the points for the last one. Okay, oh, uh, I forgot to ask. Zero, do you do magical damage with the Helmed Horror? I do not remember the creature's stats. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just a long sword. All right, let me add that in. I couldn't remember if its attacks counted as magical or not, and I assumed wrongly. All right, so it is still below bloodied then with that massive assault of just boulders getting blasted into the damn thing. Uh, okay, it looks like you're actually going... Oh, anything else, uh, Micah? Uh, nope, that's, that's, all I, that's all I do. 
All right, Aaron, it looks like you actually get a turn. <laughs> uh, uh, can I even fit through the door? I think there's Barely. no room. Yes, there's now two horn-shaped holes in it, along with the broad shoulders broken through the door as well. Oh, All you right. just figured the Looney Tunes, the silhouette. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Uh, I will go ahead then. I won't do it too complicated, as I will uh, reach out my dark-armored hand towards them and let a, a, a dulcet tone of a loud bell uh, do tell the dead. And it reaches out its undead hand towards you and counterspell. Ba-doom. What? I got a, a, the counterspell to cantrip. Gosh dang it. Uh. Yeah, I forgot to do it with Stygius, otherwise I would have done it there too. That's my turn then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anything else then, Aaron? No. All right. <laughs> We move back up to Sickus. Biggest Sickus. Okay, uh, I will take the help action. All right. To, to help my construct, and then uh, direct it to attack. All right. So, can I? This thing just use magic. Like, what? What am I looking at, by the way? You are looking at. So this creature uh, is humanoid. They have very gray, blood-drained, pale, undead-looking flesh. Uh, the eye sockets are completely gone, but there are two pricks of light in it. It is wearing what looks like to be shambles of armor, and there are decapitated heads hanging from its belt. Uh, it has a very long but patchy mat, uh, length of white hair, uh, carrying now a longsword. Well, Hi. magic longsword thingy. I got gotcha. you. All right. Yep. So, twenty-five is the highest. Yeah, that hits easily. And then twenty-one, so two hits. Yep. Fourteen total slashing damage. Boom! And even with magical resistance, it is or resistance to non-magical, it is very badly wounded at this point and is not standing by a ton. It's still double digits, but barely. So, we move on then to the enemy. The enemy, knowing that its death is probably imminent, is going to cast fear. So, let me look up what... I believe it is a wisdom save. Let me look up yes. the spell. Yes. So, I need everybody in front of it, which is everybody, to make a wisdom saving throw. I'm gonna fail. And the DC that you are looking for, where the hell are my stats, is a six, uh, 15. You need a 15 or higher to pass. I did it! I did it. So, so a 9 is not going to cut it then? No, a 9 does not cut it. So anybody that rolled less than the 15, uh, you drop whatever you are holding and you become frightened for the duration. So the creature must take the dash action on its action to move away from you or from the caster uh, via the safest available route on each of its turns. I, I feel like if I, as the terror domain cleric, had failed that saving throw, I might as well just leave now. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've revoked your membership to the, <laughs> yeah. to the Church of Ball. Exactly. Oh, that is great. <laughs> okay, uh, and that is its action. So we move on. On to Dunkel. So, who failed those saves? Was it Lydia me? and uh, oh, Micah? I, I passed. Oh, you I, passed? I got, a, I got a 25. Oh, okay. Uh, Micah oh. and somebody else, I think. Did two fail? So, 
I can I can vouch for the fact that that uh, uh, bovines are easily startled. <laughs> Very true. We do live in Nebraska. That is fairly common knowledge. Are are you currently kicking out to the side, Micah? Just randomly, just whap. That's what cows do when they get scared. So oh, I'm sorry. Edit that out. <laughs> so, I was gonna um, say it's a good thing we didn't put him to sleep because then somebody would try to knock him over. Knock him over. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, are you perpetuating urban legends again? No. Because I approve of this. Okay, then yes. All right, so I, I watch uh, my my Minotaur pal, the, the, the image of strength and stability in my life. Um, now he's, he's currently fleeing in terror from this I thing. I haven't started to flee yet, but I mean, that is true. He's fleeing because he's a coward. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. God. Oh, man. Are we going to uh, milk these puns for everything we can get? Uh, okay, so it's my turn. It's yeah, my turn. Yeah, I'm working yeah. here. Um, so Very I, I don't really think that I have too much of an option, uh, but I do. Uh, do I have an idea how long fear typically lasts? I mean, I do have some knowledge in spellcasting. You would know that it is a longer, quote-unquote, spell for... is It's not instantaneous, so it will last for a short duration, basically. Okay, so, but during that time, it could go after anybody. So me, knowing that it could be me that it goes after, uh, how tall are the ceilings in here? Oh, um... Oh, never mind. It's got a crossbow, so yeah, it, yes, it, it does. Just from wherever. Now, just for everybody's knowledge, unless I say differently, or <laughs> unless you are in a hallway, the ceilings are twenty foot high. All right. Well, since we're gonna have less damage being dealt by everybody else in the group, I'm gonna go ahead and bonus action cast hex on him. I don't know <laughs> that I need to read. Thank you for the meme again, Zero. Oh, I thought you were laughing at me. I was like, what did I say? Yeah, no. Let's... Like I said, join our Discord. Listen live. Tons of memes. They're funny. M- memes and puns. No joke. All right. Very so let's see here. Yes, bonus action. And it, it is concentration, so yeah, that could be tough. Uh, place a curse on the creature. You can see within range until the spell ends. Deal an extra d6 necrotic damage. Now that's the thing. Uh, does necrotic damage, how, does that, how do I know if that's going to work against an undead? You are oh. unsure without... Yep, you have to make it... A nature or an arcana check to see if you know. <laughs> oh, gosh, okay. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to go ahead and try oh, it. Oh, or I... religion. I'll give you religion, too. I forgot, Lydia. That would be something that would be within a cleric's purview. We'll go ahead and give it a shot. Screw it. Okay. So I, I cast it, and there doesn't seem to be a resistance to it. It's just straight up. I place a curse on him. No rolls, no saves. <clears throat> Deal an extra d6 damage target has disadvantage, uh, and then uh, also I choose one ability when you cast the spell. The target has disadvantage on ability checks made with that chosen ability. So if I were to choose like dexterity, since it's using a a ranged weapon, would that apply to a dexterity based attack? Or is it just Uh, like ability checks? I think it's just ability checks and saving throws. No, not even saving throws, just checks. Oh, okay. Awesome. Okay. Hmm. Let's go, very often. Let's go with Dex. Let's go with Dex. Yeah. All right. So he's been hexed, and then for my my, and that's my bonus action. So I can't use my cunning action. Uh, we'll go ahead and make those two attacks plus nines, and I get an eight and a fifteen. So it's going to be seventeen and twenty-four. Can you make the second attack without a bonus action, or does that take your bonus mm. action to throw? Uh. Oh, for Eldritch Blast? Oh, no, not Eldritch Blast. Sorry, I thought you were throwing knives for some reason. Never mind, no, go ahead. No, yeah, Eldritch <laughs> Blast is just kind of naturally, yep. I get extra shots. So 17 and 24 to hit. Ye, uh, 17, yes, so that is exactly the AC. Both of those hit. 
All right, so we'll go ahead and throw the curse on the first one there. That's going to be an 8 for the D10, plus 5, 10, uh, 15, so 23 Damn. for the sneak attack. And then for the second pew pew, uh, that's a 9. So You catch it square oh. in the face. My and- bad, actually, and I didn't add the hex damage onto that. Whenever you deal, uh, a little spell ends, deal an additional d6 necrotic. So for the first one would be four necrotic, and for the second one would be two necrotic. All right. Well, that is still enough. Even with the extra damage, it's still enough. (laughs) It explodes in a shriek as its body bursts into nothing but bits of dust. Hmm. And everybody sneezes. (laughs) I've never seen that before. All right. So, uh, as you guys are standing there, and since you guys are basically right near the coffins, uh, the body left absolutely nothing but dust behind. Even the sword, the uh, crossbow, all its ammo, so on and so forth, uh, all dissolved into dust. However, in the coffin that is open next to you, it reveals uh, a skeleton wearing faded robes, but you can see a gleam of silver uh, and red on one finger. Uh, Other than that... There is also... Oh, no. Uh, that would be it within the coffin. <clears throat> Gleam of silver and red, you say? Correct. All right. Let's uh, let's take a look. Let's, uh, you said investigation, yeah? To be very specific on what I'm looking for? Correct. Uh, 12, 17 total. All right. Well, with the 17, not only do you find the silver ring on his hand with one ruby, uh, very, very valuable, like, like 800 gold <laughs> pieces valuable, uh, I'm rich. Yes. If only you could use it, because this is a one-shot type thing. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, small but you victories. Al- exactly. Uh, you also find a small panel set into the base of the coffin underneath the skeleton, and um, that is it within the coffin. A small panel. I do panel. not like the look of Correct. that statue. So, <clears throat> as if, like, perhaps it uh, controls per- some secret doors, passages, maybe a cab- <laughs> some cap- some arcane cabinetry, perhaps? Yes, you press it. Um, I'll warn everybody to take a step back. Well, actually, have, our- have all of our teammates uh, gotten over the fear? Yeah, after the creature died, the fear would have ended. So, okay, Mike that's didn't even have a chance to really run. Okay. So, yeah, I'll uh, advise everyone to step back some feet from the room uh, just in the event that <laughs> this goes poorly. And I'll I'll press the button. All right. With a very loud and audible grinding noise, the statue on the far wall begins to shift slightly. And behind it is a secret door. You can just see me just deflate <clears throat> into sheer disappointment. You wanted to tear it down, didn't you? I <laughs> was hoping for some sort of explosion or poisonous <laughs> gas. I was, I was going to. I can, I was, I can flip the switch back if you want. No. You can just tear it down. No, the moment's no. gone. All right. So, <laughs> yes. So you still have uh, right behind where Dunkel was standing earlier. You have a pool or a very long hallway filled with green liquid that burns your nose to smell it. And then you have the very long hallway that you guys didn't explore on the other side and a secret door. Before we go any further, I'm going to pick up a bit of rubble and throw into pool. You throw into pool, it splashes. And how far were you going to throw it? Like pretty far out there or pretty close to the edge? Just just a a light toss, so like 10 feet. 
Okay, uh, a little bit splashes back onto the uh, the ground or the floor near you, and uh, if somebody was standing close enough that a drop hit your skin, it would burn. Otherwise, the rock just sits there. Hmm. But I did not see anything burn. No, the rock is just sitting there. So it's not like it's dissolving in the acid and slowly melting away? Correct. The rock is totally unaffected. Uh. <clears throat> well, then... Secret door, then I walk through acid. But did they smell it? Alright, well, it yeah. Do you smell mud beside me? Oh, yeah, it stinks. Ro- no, no, no. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, I was going to do that, but I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, but we could have to take it. Thank you, yeah. Lydia. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> Alright, um, well, I figure let's peek inside the secret room since there's less acid. All right, you open up the door into the secret room. Numerous shelves and niches, most of them empty, line the walls of this large chamber. An old writing desk, several chests, and a rotting chair sit in the southern portion of the room. The floor is intricate uh, herringbone pattern of brickwork. Guarding this chamber, three lich hounds jump out at you. Everybody roll me initiative again. Gosh dang it. Son of a bitch. Everything is undead as well. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I didn't tell you what they were. They're two undead-looking dogs that jump out at you. Oh, my gosh. I I rolled 12. All right. uh, Let me find where the stats are. There we go. Oh, damn. They've got dicks, son. 16. All right. I've got a 17 plus 2, so 19. Holy crap. The cleric goes first, I think. Aha. Well... (laughs) Oh, uh, well, yeah, what did you get, Stygius? I got a 21. <laughs> okay. Fine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, so it looks like the turn order will go Dunkel, Aaron, and uh, Sickus, the enemy, and then Dimitri, I believe. Hmm. All right, so, Dunkel, that, that makes sense. You're standing right in the door. You I, open the door. There are three uh, undead dogs standing in front of you. I am standing right there. I need to check one thing here. That's an action until the spell ends. Uh, because these are big, scary dogs that could, like, rush up on me and bite my face. I'm going to cast Spider Climb on my spells myself okay. as my action. And then as my cunning action, I will use my bonus action to dash, and I will then run 20 feet up and just basically stand on the top of the wall so I can shoot at them during the next turn without being bitten. I Pete. Okay, fantastic. All right, so, yes, so then we move on to um, Aaron. All right, uh, how far away is the furthest one currently? They would be clear towards the back of the room, so according to the map, uh, tiny squares, uh, five foot... So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. They would be about 25 feet away from the entrance of the secret door. So 30 to 35 feet away from everybody that's still in the other room. Alrighty. Uh, so this, I do not want to do that. So what I'm going to do is I am going to do as a bonus action. I am going to use my channel divinity to do a wraith scream. As a piercing, shrieking noise just comes out from the bottom of my helmet uh, and just uh, completely shatters people's eardrums. But in this case, it extends out my aura of dread uh, to 30 feet. Fantastic. Um, so I don't have to get too close. 
Uh, and then I will, as my action, then uh, use this to cast Thane on all three of the uh, the hounds here. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Charisma save, I believe. It is a DC uh, 17 charisma saving throw. All right. Uh, what uh, is... Since I did my race screen, that is also a minus four penalty. Oof. All right. So one is 15, one is 18, and one is 11. Uh, and that's for the minus four for the 18? Oh, uh, yes. That would be uh, minus four. I did not add it in there. So <laughs> 14, 17, and 11. Or, and 10. Okay. So they will fail. And it's uh, going to be minus 1d4 to their attack rolls and saving throws for concentration up to one minute. And that will be my t- that'll be my turn. All right. Uh, we then move on to Sickus. All right. Uh, I will rush these hounds. All right. You charge into the room. Uh, I'm pretty sure your helmed whore is almost tall enough to hit the top of Dunkel's head, who is standing currently on the ceiling, but you're able to dive underneath. All right. And then I, I give you a reassuring pat on the head <laughs> as you walk past. <laughs> Go get him, tiger. <laughs> All right, and we'll take a couple swings at them. <laughs> if there's one thing I appreciate about this group is Zero is on point with memes during every damn game. You guys really need to join and listen in and watch. It's, uh, it's a talent. <laughs> and, uh, uh, help action. Bonus action help. Thank God for that. Okay, not, not necessarily better. 14? Is 14 hit? Uh, yes, that actually is the magic number. So anybody that wants to write that down is welcome to. Oh, thank God. Second attack is, <laughs> uh, is a twenty. All right, yes. So a total of sixteen slashing damage to one puppy. Awesome. All right, yes. The slashing damage definitely bites into it. All right, and second attacker was that? That was that was both attacks. Right. The one was yep. with advantage. That's right. Okay, yes. It very definitely hits it and you slash down but the creature despite you know it dealing full damage quote unquote it really doesn't seem all that bothered by that uh slash okay on then to the three evil dead dogs so the evil demon dog is going to uh demon dog one that is on the far end is going to howl so it copies our terror cleric and I need everybody to make a DC 14 wisdom saving throw or become frightened for one minute. Really, Bob? Yep. Oh. Bob, <laughs> Bob heard about that 3d10 damage and he was like, wisdom saves all day long. No joke. Yeah, that's going to be a 28. Oh, God. Oh, I, damn. Got a, I got a six. Okay, then Lydia, just so you know, you are immune to the effects for 24 hours. <laughs> So if for it again, you are immune. 13. Okay, so uh, let's see here. Captain, oh, not Captain Mako, wrong game. Uh, so Sickus is affected and uh, Micah is affected. Stigius, I'm assuming you passed? I did not. Oh, Ooh, I okay. Got a, I, got, I aced the last one for the fear, but nope, this one, I got a six. Oof, okay. It doesn't say that you have to flee every turn, luckily. You just cannot get closer, and you have disadvantage on checks until you, you know, pass it. So they do not have multi-attack. However, the other two are both going to attack our dear friend, the armored 
Sickus. So, uh, what is the plus six to hit? All right, so that is a 20 for the first one. Uh, so I need... Oh, no, that does not hit. You said the magic number is higher than that. Gotta love being a living suit of armor. And, yeah, uh, get some. Yes, exactly, Captain Mako. Or, exactly, zero. Uh, the second one is a 24, so that will hit. I need a... Yeah, shield. Oh, damn. Okay, yes. Boom. It, bur it leaps at you, trying to knock you prone and maul you. However, you are able to flash up a shield that it slams into and falls with a whimper. Okay, uh, let's see. We then move on to Dimitri. You yes, are uh, frightened. I am angry. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> I do not like scary, so I will get angry and I will rage. And then, uh, um, I don't have to get closer to sling a rock at him, Bob. You do not, no. So we will reckless attack to gain advantage to negate that disadvantage. Okay. And, and slam it into the back of the head of Sickus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is a 21 to hit, Bob. Yes, that does. And For... same target as the one that Lydia struck or the other one. Or not uh, Lydia, uh, uh, whoever attacked last. The damaged one or the other two. Whichever one is closest. Okay. And that'll be uh, 17 points of bludgeoning damage. And is it magical bludgeoning? Unfortunately, barbarians don't do a lot of magic damage. Okay. I think I'll ask that last turn. All right. So, unfortunately, the bludgeoning damage, for some reason, doesn't do what you thought it would. Despite the fact that you hear the cracking of ribs and whatnot, it's undeath. Uh, kind of turns a lot of that advantage and doesn't really do a whole lot of it. You know, it, it doesn't hurt it as badly as you would have expected. And then repeat saving throw? Yes. Repeat saving throw at the end of your turn. That is a 12. A 12 is not quite enough. Uh, DC 14. So unfortunately, you are still frightened. Yay. Yes. We move back on to Dunkel, who is currently terrified on the ceiling. So yeah, I'm dangling from uh, from the, the precipice of fear. <laughs> so frightened says that I can't willingly move towards it. If can, can we rationalize that because I'm aware that I'm on that I'm above it that I could move? perhaps like farther into that area and as a bonus action get a hide behind the shelves unfortunately since you're stuck to the ceiling if you wanted to jump to the ground i would let you hide behind one of the chests there in one of the niches uh to the left or to the right but you would have to get off the ceiling in order to actually do that because those are far enough on the ground nope not gonna happen all right, so you can get a little bit oh. closer to one of the edges, but uh, you would not be able to advance further. All right, so I'm looking at disadvantage on both then, yeah? Uh, you have an ally within five feet, so it would be a straight roll. A straight roll. Does that give you advantage if you have an ally within five feet? Yes. So it would be a disadvantage. It would be disadvantage, yeah. He just gets so. the sneak attack bonus. Oh, yeah. I just, as long as I can still pull off a hit with one of them, I'll get that sneak attack damage, which I think is pretty awesome. So first roll at disadvantage, you got a 14 and a 16. So the 14 yep. plus, plus 9 is 23. Yep, magic number is 14. <clears throat> and we will go ahead and apply that to it. So D6, 5D6, 12, 14, 18, plus a D10 of 5, 23. Yeah, that definitely does it. And what kind of damage is it? This is force damage. Force. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. And hitting the one that uh, 
Dimitri hit or the other damage one? Uh, typically, one. the gold of focused fire always, unless you know that you can like one shot something. All right, most damage um, one then. Yes. All right. And then with the second beam, disadvantage. That's a fifteen and a nineteen. So I take the fifteen, yep. uh, and that's just a straight D ten. Where I get a one, I will exercise my ability to re-roll uh, damage from one of my beams and get a three. <laughs> Heck yeah. All right. <laughs> Very easy. And that will be me. I'll just continue hanging out where I'm at. All right. Uh, with that last batch of damage, you definitely heard it, but it's even that most damage one is still not doing too terrible at this point. We move on to Aaron. Uh, all righty. Uh, with my... Oh, sorry. Dunkle, oh. go ahead and roll, re-roll your saving throw. Sorry. Oh, okay. Now, I need to check this. I didn't realize we were going to have re-rolls. I need to check the Forest Gnome's ability. It has something about advantage versus... Uh, for intelligence, wisdom, and charisma throws versus magic. Mm-hmm. So, if yep. this is a magic ability, I want to make sure that this does, in fact, apply to it, though. Gnome Cunning, you have advantage on intelligence, wisdom, and charisma saving throws against magic. Go for so it. I, I rolled it for the first one to see, and I, I rolled less than the seven. So, okay. uh, so, so for this new one, uh, advantage, uh, <laughs> a three and a seven. So I still have a six. I'm still, still afraid. Fine. Yes, I am. All right. We move on then to Lydia. Sorry about the interrupt. Um, I am going to go ahead then. Uh, still within 30 feet of me. Uh, my wraith screen is still active until the end of this turn, uh, so I will go ahead and stay where I am. Um, and I will then uh, begin to just uh, swell up with dark energies to say, Oh, you will no fear. And I unleash. Uh, uh, where is it? I have my second child divinity now, I believe. Okay. So I will do turn on dead. Which might be destroyed, but unlikely. Uh, what is the destroy level for your level? Uh, oh, I think this is wrong. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> yep, I'm looking it up right now. Where the hell did my search bar go? Oh, duh. Challenge rating one. <clears throat> Challenge rating one, you said? Probably not enough. No, yeah, no, they're CR4, so you are unfortunately yes. unable to destroy them outright. It is still wisdom saving curse. It is, and let me see what their wisdom scores are. Oof, that ain't good. Straight D20. Ludicrous disadvantages, minus 1D4 for both, and then minus 4 because of the uh, aura. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say, oh, maybe that one that Nat Toy had minus minus 1D4 on that would be... The the minus 4 straight off the bat loses because my DC is... Oh, just straight 4. Yeah, it cannot pass. All right, so then there you go. Um, with the minus four, the highest was a 16. The others definitely did not pass. Yeah. Okay, so uh, they have been turned, and they do. Uh, they are so for one minute, or I believe until they take damage. Uh, a turned creature spends its turns trying to move as far away from you as it can, and it can't willingly move towards a space within 30 feet of you. It also can't take reactions. Uh, for its action, it can only use the dash action to try to escape from an effect that prevents it from moving. Uh, if there's nowhere to move, the creature can use the dodge action. Alright, that's all that they're going to do then for one minute or until they take damage is dodge. And you guys are very easily able to tell that um, 
not metathing not metaing this too much but these are an order of magnitude you know they're basically twice as powerful as the one creature that you fought earlier and that's each of them are twice as powerful so with nowhere to hide they are just going to dodge oh, do turns yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that will end my turn now. okay sickus it is your turn am i am i acting before the, the dogs uh, yes, you are right before the dogs. Right, so they haven't yet taken the dodge action. They have not yet. Oh, thank God. Okay. Uh, so, seeing that these guys are kind of resilient, um, the helmed whore is going to raise his sword above his head, which will suddenly burst into shadowy flames. Uh, I'm casting Shadow Blade. Uh, okay. And then, that's a bonus action. And then... I've directed it to attack already, so it should continue to take that action. So with my action, I'm going to cast haste once more. We're going to power up, man. Okay. And, and then we're going to attack. All right, go for it. Yeah, this is kind of like uh, Iron Man, as depicted by Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yes, that first one hits with a 25. That would also hit with a 25. Well, same roll, but, you know. Uh, 15, it beats the magic number of 14. Holy crap. All right, um, so, so um, six of that. Uh, yeah, that's all That's all psychic damage. Holy <coughs> cow. Um, yeah, so that is enough to drop it. The first one, below bloodied. Uh, not by a ton, but it is enough to drop it below bloodied, and it is no longer affected by the fear or the uh, turn undead. All right. Well, that was my wad. I mean, <laughs> there's more of those coming around, but goddamn, it's still up. All right. Yep. <laughs> like I said, each one of these is more than twice as powerful as that last creature that you fought. So, uh, the two that are still afraid, they have one trick up their sleeve. Both of them, the two that are still turn undead feared, uh, magically shift into the ethereal plane, and they are no more. You, They disappear from combat and disengage totally. Is it um, an action? It is a bonus action. Ah, oh, damn it. Yep. I get around it. <laughs> I uh, know, but they completely disappear. They were uh, they exit combat in meta terms. Uh, the one that is no longer afraid is going to go ahead and try to attack uh, the helmed horror and sickus. Do they have uh, still minus d4 for your thing, Lydia? Yeah. All right. So plus six and then minus one d4. So that oof. Oof, with a six, it gets nowhere close to hitting you. Uh, that slashing damage that you did to it uh, took off a portion of its jaw, and so it just does not have the biting power that it once did. <laughs> yes, Wonder Woman! Yes. Oh, the memes. We move on to Dimitri. Is uh, not much I can do, except uh, do that thing I do. <laughs> that one very effective monster smushing ability. Alright, so I rolled a d20. Um, that is a 27 to hit. Mm, yeah, roughly, almost, kind of, yes. <clears throat> try harder, Micah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I cannot try any harder than I try. And then, uh... Okay, all of a sudden now I want Zero to use the Scottish accent. 
<laughs> Send your golem to fight. I'm pushing it as hard as I can, Captain. <laughs> if I push it any harder, it'll win. Why is cow so fat? Oh, God. I am bulky, but I am not uh, cow bulky. Wide shoulders. Super wide shoulders. Um, That's only 13. 13, unfortunately, is one point shy of what you need. Oh, uh, that was the... That was damage. Yeah, that was the... Okay. Oh, 13 damage. Okay. Uh, it resists some of that, but that's still a pretty sizable chunk uh, out of the side of the creature as the whatever piece of rubble you grabbed slams into it with a sickening wet thud. All right. Repeat your saving throw. No. <laughs> okay, that's a fine. 16. Oh, you're no longer afraid and for the next 24 hours. All right, Dunkel, it is your turn. <laughs> I so pretty. Dunkel, it is your turn. <clears throat> so we're down to just one, is that correct? Just one. The other two have disappeared. All right. And so we we do the saving throws at the end of the turn, yeah? Correct. Yep. All right. We'll just continue. For the next, like, four turns, I think, if it survives that long. Continue Eldritch Blasting away. Um, and so I am still at disadvantage. 15 and a 16. This is good. So I take the 15 right. uh, plus 8, so 9. 24. Yep. Goodness gracious. Um, I prefer uh, based on the... <laughs> so 7, 17, 19 plus 3, 22 for the sneak Oof. attack. Oof. And then I will... Now, should I re-roll that? Or should I... Because I know I'm going to make another attack at disadvantage. Let's go ahead and re-roll that three and see if we get something better on this one in the event that I miss the next one. Then it goes to a nine. So six more oh. damage. All right. So from 23 up to 29, it is barely holding on to its undead existence now. It is almost single digits. All right. All I right. will shoot the second, the second Eldritch Blast bolt. Uh, with a 12 and a 4, yeah, so... Yep, unfortunately that... Yes, but with that Eldritch <coughs> Blast, it took off the entire... Like, like where its rib cage once was, it's now just, like, like front of dog, spine, back of dog. There is no <laughs> middle with that blast of energy. It, it, it looks like the dog from Toy Story. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Spiraling. Exactly, that is the okay. new meta for it. Aaron, All right. It is your... Oh, go ahead and repeat your saving throw. Sorry. Uh, saving throw, and I because it's magic, I have advantage. Just a 7 and a 10, so I'm still frightened. All right. On to Eren. Is the last one here, and the other two have run off still? Correct, yes. They have completely disappeared. Uh, uh, we are going to then just do... Uh, I can't exactly help your fear, unfortunately. Uh <laughs> You could make it worse. <laughs> I could make it worse. Because you be blind and death powers poison. Yeah, not even restoration will help you. You're on your own. All right. Uh, <laughs> instead, we are going to do a Toll the Dead. Oof. All right. Uh, wisdom save, I believe, or charisma? It is a wisdom save. Though. All right. Um, I am just going to purpose this. I am going to uh, move up closer, like, so I'm within 10 feet of it. So that my... Uh, so that my aura works and I can get the uh, the penalty to the wisdom save. Yep, it doesn't even matter. They rolled a whole 12. Okay, so that is 2d12 then. Uh, then it's plus 
uh, my wisdom. That is seven and an eight plus five, so it's twenty points necrotic damage. Holy crap! That is enough because it is undead. It crumbles into nothing but dust as the last one did. All right, so uh, to speed things up just a little bit, as you guys search everything that is around you, now that the uh, one dog that was still alive is, well, undead, whatever, uh, now that there are no enemies within range, uh, yeah, uh, well, you guys... Um, I, was just, yes. I, am, I am not a smart cow. Okay. And I feel that those two dogs, the, the, the two hounds that vanished, I, 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 I feel like their existence is, is not uh, beneficial to the world. And so my not smart cowness, I'm pretty sure they tried to phase through the wall in the back. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to just sling a rock at that wall. Go for it. And I actually have a job for you once you do that. All right. So let me um, see what we've got in the back. Yes. Do you, do you want me to just roll an attack roll against the wall or just straight damage? Just straight damage. You can't miss the wall. Okay, so that's going to be 6d10. Oh my god. I just want to see what this number ends up being. Uh, I attack the darkness. Five. Yes. Six. I knew when the darkness takes back. (laughs) Uh, I've been in that Call of Cthulhu game. I lost Planity on that. That's uh, uh, math. (laughs) 10, 20... 34, 39 points of damage to the wall. Dirt starts pouring in on the far end as a hole is broken in the stone. Bugs <laughs> did not go that way. <laughs> I was going to No, I, th- I, th- I was going to chase Doug. <laughs> I was going to say, you do find seven locked chests all the way around this room, all of them made of fairly sturdy looking wood but since you have already demonstrated the the massive amounts of damage you can do to inanimate objects you break into all of them very easily and you guys find of worth uh basically clues about the rest of this dungeon a pin knife with dried blood on it you find uh, lots of black candles that have been partially burned, but they smell like burning flesh as opposed to wax. Um, it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> to, to decorate your front room. Um, yeah, and then you, yeah, you Take find. Later. Yeah, you guys also find for more usable things two potions of gaseous form and a slim dagger that is a quote-unquote magical dagger, not plus anything, just magical dagger with splotches of dried blood on it. So, that is basically it for the combat in this room. You guys are very easily able to grab a hold of those things. And uh, we'll continue for a little bit longer so we have our roughly 90-minute episode, and then uh, we will call it a day. So, you guys exit out of this secret room after destroying a good share of the walls, the chest, the bookshelf, the desk, you know, everything. And uh, into that main room, there is a pool of that strange green liquid, and there is also that very long hallway. Oh, hey, uh, so my spider climb stays active for an hour through concentration. (laughs) Real quick, do I have to remake, do I have to make concentration checks when I'm frightened? It didn't say anything in the description, so I'm assuming that I didn't. It's just about when you take damage. Yeah, I'm not gonna make you roll those for that. I'm gonna utilize that spider climb 
and just like skim. So the acid is just on the floor, right? Correct. So I'm going to go ahead and use that spider climb to like skim down there and take a look down that hallway. Uh, and I will do so by like being on all fours, Spider-Man style. And <laughs> literally like at the very top of like, you know, like where my left shoulder is reaching the ceiling, I will just peer over like I'm peeking up above a countertop, like a child looking for the cookie jar. Fantastic. Spider Dunkle, Spider Dunkle does whatever <laughs> a Spider Dunkle does. Okay, so you get about halfway down that hallway. You see a extremely obvious pressure plate in the middle of the floor that would not be necessarily so obvious as you were walking down the hallway. Uh, oh. But yes, because of the ripples that you make as you walk, uh, you would see uh, that that pressure plate-ish thing in the middle of the floor. Uh, and then other than that, uh, there is a long hallway at the end of that uh, with stairs leading down. Okay. How tall is the statue? What's that? How tall is the statue? Uh, statue is... Shoobity-dooby-dee-doo. Wrong page. I know 15. Yeah, only 15 foot high. So it would get you a quarter of the way across. Yeah, I'm not going to try I was going to push it over. Yep. How heavy are these sarcophagi? Heavy, heavy. Uh, heavy, heavy. Yeah, you could probably, you would have to move the whole sarcophagus uh, because it is two feet deep. So even the lid, just laying the lid on top, it wouldn't oh. be tall enough. Oh, God. Yeah, Wait, you said like, something about a pressure plate, Bob? There's a pressure plate about halfway through that tunnel. The, like the green gooey tunnel? Yes. yes. I'm going to throw a largest rock and try I'm going to haul ass back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be there when this happens. You um, mean you're not no. going to stand there with like the field goal, you know, sign over your head? Well, just wait. I think what I'll do um, is seeing he's preparing to, to, to try to trigger <laughs> this thing. I think what I will do is I'll, I'll line myself up with it and I will point exactly where it is. And I'll have him when he's ready and thinks that he has a good, a good uh, gauge on where it's at. Then uh, maybe, oh, I don't know, I have, like, chalk or anything. I wonder if I could, like, mark on the wall somewhere. But, uh, yeah, I'll just, like, point. Like, this is it right here. And then I'm going to scamper around the corner and down the, not down the stairs. I'll stay on the ceiling. But I'll go down into that area so that if there is a big effect of a trap, I don't want to be near it. Awesome. Okay, you see a monstrous creature is carved into the stone wall at that far end, and this liquid is trickling out of its mouth. Uh, is all you really notice about that far end. Oh, all right, so, so hang on a second. So if the acid is trickling out of its mouth, that means that we have a constant... Uh, oh, my God, what's the uh, scientific term for that? Um, when you sit into a bathtub and the water rises because you take up space. Placement. Yeah, displacement. Yes. So that means that if there was constant trickling, that means that this probably has some type of a drain for it to consistently come through. Am yes. I correct in assuming that? Correct. If, but with how long this hallway is and how little liquid is coming out of there, you're pretty sure it would take several hours to drain this room. Hmm. What if Micah were to, like, bash that statue? Would it stop the flow or would it increase the flow? <laughs> you're welcome so, to try and find out. Yeah. You want yeah, to try and you bash out the faucet, so I don't reckon it's for a Yeah, they're, they're definitely not. I'm just sitting, I'm, I'm standing here. Do you want me to hit the statue or the pressure plate? Let's go for the plate. I throw the lesser, the, plate. the lesser of two evils. All right, since it is a fairly small plate in a very long hallway, I'll need a uh, attack roll. Uh, DC, I'm just going to call it a 10. 
Because it's not super, super difficult with a large enough stone, but it is a little ways away. Is, Smaller uh, the target, larger the projectile. That yeah. is... I learned that in artillery. Just a straight <laughs> roll throwing, I rolled an 11. Oh, shit, yeah. You very easily uh, hit the pressure plate, and uh, four tile or not tiles, but four gaps in the brick that you did not previously notice due to cobwebs and dust and everything else around it. Uh, large javelins shoot out of those four openings and stab basically right where that was. So the boulder that you threw is now hit with four javelins that shot out of the wall. Okay, huh. that looks painful. Now I th- now I sling rock at the statue. Okay. At Go ahead and make another uh, check because this is what is the range on your sling? Uh, 120 to 100, yeah, 120 oh, feet. Yeah, straight roll. This one would be like a 15. So I'm gonna make an attack roll. Uh, Bob, I crit. Oh, just because it's silly and it's fun, you crit hitting it square in the center of where all of that. Uh, uh, acidic, acidic, whatever the heck liquid that is, and you don't break it, but you jam the rock so far into there that it stops completely. <laughs> and that, friends, is how you do. Bob, that would, if, <laughs> if, if we were to roll damage, that would have been 12d10 damage. Holy crap. Uh, you bring down that entire end of the wall, the entire dungeon floods with liquid, you all die. Uh, no. Uh, so, <laughs> yes. So, alright, we're gonna go ahead and break here, uh, because that was kind of fun and kind of a tricky challenge that got to show off what you can do. So, we will go ahead and stop. Real quick, before we end, let's go down the list, and I'm going to once again drag this out a little bit, little bit not to surprise anybody. And what all did you guys like about your current classes? What would you change? What would you suggest? And uh, what are you looking forward to in the next episode? Take it away, Lydia. Oh, that went pretty darn well. Um, I got some... Yes. I got to try out some really nice synergy that just comes from, you know, your base cleric stuff when combined with your terror domain, uh, trying to give your child divinities, which super well, because yeah. while you might not see much use of, like, turn undead, honestly, because it's not very effective, combining that with a good old-fashioned race screen with this, uh, with adding that penalty to everyone, so, and then on top of that doing turn undead and bane on top of that it is able to very effectively disable a, a, like a, a bunch of individuals that it would not normally be afraid or terrified so that that was a lot of fun um managed to when i did manage to deal some damage the damage is at least good and, and uh the boost really helps considering it's really a uh, once a turn sort of uh you don't really get the opportunity mm-hmm. um yeah, it honestly went quite well. I didn't get a chance to do you, uh, the You Are Forsaken, but I'm, I'm hopeful for next time. But it was really good to, tr- uh, to get a better idea of the um, the synergy between uh, the different features here and how they interact well with the, the cleric stuff. Fantastic. All right, on to Micah. Um, unfortunately, kind of in a similar boat, there were some things I wanted to utilize but never really had the chance. Uh, probably could have tried out the Battlefield Eye, but being frightened that was kind of pretty low on my list of priorities um forceful ordinance i might have tried to utilize if once again i had not been frightened cow so two things that i really want to hopefully get the chance to show off next uh next session but all in all 
Siege Breaker gonna, gonna or Siege Engine gonna break shit and uh, yeah, that that was uh, some very fun destruction of not enemies, um, <laughs> which I feel like is is something that that kind of gets overlooked a lot in campaigns is. You know, people get so focused on you know how do I damage enemies? How do I how do I how do I kill these bad guys? When you can kind of apply some creative solutions with, uh, you know, basically when 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 someone's playing a path of the siege engine barbarian, adamantine materials are actually going to come into play. Nice. So I mean, you know, you know that whole because because now you've got a guy who's focused on destroying objects and structures and walls. You know, it's gonna. It's one of those few times where you know, knowing that this wall cannot sustain a critical hit because it is made of material that negates that. Or you know, maybe I'm gonna try to actually find some uh, uh, very dense metal projectiles to sling. It's it, it just kind of adds another dimension that that a lot of people kind of overlook because it's not that flashy. I did 150 million damage to Tiamat. It's I knocked down that wall and opened a pathway that wasn't available to us before. And that is one thing that would have come more into play had you guys gone the other direction. There were several locked doors that would have gotten into your way, and they were pretty high DC. So, you know, if you guys didn't go through the secret passage, uh, you guys would have had more of an opportunity to show that off. But I can guarantee there will be constructs and other things like that that you will very much be able to shine in the future. All and right. That's me. It, Awesome. Stygius, it is now your turn. Okay, so um, more on the comparison to the cultist versus the arcane trickster. Um, With the arcane trickster being more of a, I use magic to be sneaky sneaky and do other things. Uh, The Eldritch Blast with sneak attack is insane. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I mean, you can can say, well, you can still do the same thing. Instead of doing a D10 plus sneak attack, you can do a D6 with a short bow sneak attack. And so it's kind of, you know, I mean, it's like it's comparable. But not having to carry the extra gear with you, especially when you're playing a small character and have a smaller weight allowance from from a lower strength. Uh, that's always good. The the multiple attacks with the Eldritch Blast means that I get two chances to land that sneak attack. You know, if I'm firing with a short bow only once per turn, I might miss and just lose out on my sneak attack damage altogether. So this just get, lets me double dip into the possibility for doing that extra 5d6 damage. Um, the spell ability for Spider Climb, that's something that you could do as an Arcane Trickster also, but holy cow, that came in handy in this situation. Um, so spells on top of rogue abilities are great. Um, I didn't use much else. I used my cunning action a bit. I used my racial ability. What I'm looking for next time, however, I'm going to gain, obviously, more sneak attack damage and a third Eldritch Blast. So I'll now have three shots at plus 10 for 8d6 sneak attack damage, still being able to roll one of my beams. Um, And then the Eldritch Shift is coming up. That's a 13th level archetype ability that says, if a spell was cast this turn, roll a d6. On a 4+, I can teleport 15 feet. So every time I use Eldritch Blast, I have a 50-50 chance of just getting an extra 15 feet of free movement. So, like, if a guy is near me, I can be like, oh, crap, he's near me. I can bonus action dash, uh, disengage, move, and then shoot, and then get a free 15-foot movement on top of that. So I'm going to be, like, just popping around the battlefield just <laughs> wizardy woo! <laughs> That's for my... As well, is that that can be really well synergized as well with uh, Eldritch Invocations, especially with your pushes and your pulls. 
uh, and your agnostics, it, it, it could really work super well, like more than your usual martial weapons. Yeah. And again, that's the, kind of the one thing that, I mean, that's that's the balancing portion of this, is that you're getting some Warlock abilities, but you're not getting the invocations, which is really oh, what makes yeah. just just the Warlock be so awesome. Because, like, oh, my Eldritch Blast has, yeah. you know, six or seven different things to make it even better. So, I mean, in this one, you've got one thing, and it's Sneak Attack, but it allows you to make that one shot so well. So, yeah, a uh, good session, had fun. Um, looking forward to the next one. Thank you. Fantastic. All right. Uh, last but not least, Zero. Hello. Uh, I had fun. Uh, I didn't get to do uh, a couple of the other things, the options that I had, such as the goal of recovery. Uh, really, there wasn't any need to. Uh, the master defender aspect, though, I used a few times. Uh, you being able to use the help action as a bonus action to aid your construct uh, was a fun little bonus. Uh, seeing as uh, I, I basically I had the construct do all the fighting, so it was nice being able to give it advantage, um, make, sure, make sure some of those attacks landed. Um, I, I did enjoy having, uh, you know, obviously uh, Iron Man Armor Mark II, the Helm Horror, which is a pretty dramatic improvement from the animated armor. Just a, 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 a bigger pile of stats. It's got resistances, immunities, etc., uh, etc. Et the multi-attack was really nice. Um, obviously, I tailored my spell selection more to aid it. Uh, as you saw with the, the, the Shadow Blade, I thought that was actually pretty nice. Very powerful. Uh, you know, paired with the haste as well. Just turned it into like turbo mode. Um, you know, that one, that one, that one string of attacks and like 41 damage. Like, it was pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty impressive for a wizard. No uh, joke. And melee mode. Uh, what do we got coming up? Um, I got one more feature that I'll get to obtain, um, which is another another healing aspect. So we'll see if that comes into play. Uh, and I will obviously get. Uh, Another uh, another improved armor, Mark Three. So I am looking forward to that. Um, I mean, I, I had fun. I enjoyed it. Obviously, my biggest gripe uh, is the same as the last time: is having to sacrifice my action to direct the golem. But again, in tailoring my spell selection to utilize a few more bonus action spells, and just kind of buff it. It wasn't as detrimental. Uh, assuming yeah. you go with the, you, if you go with the play style, I feel like I'm trying to do with it, which is obviously uh, an Iron Man almost imitation. Uh, it's not as, as detrimental, um, but I mean personally, I'd still like to see it just be mentally directed. That's just me. Yeah, and I've been allowing that because if you're within it, it you could you know work out a system to direct the suit of armor kind of a thing but that's simply because you're using it the way that you are and i love the creativity of it right that that um reminds me of a, another point too um if you're if you're utilizing it in the way i am which is perhaps not as intended but i think it's hella fun um it stands to reason that you know since you are we i am crafting technically i am crafting these golems it does cost me time um it costs me money uh, and I have to forego a spell slot as well to maintain it. Um, 
you know, there, I, I think it stands to reason that you could incorporate different materials in its construction, right? Like, you know, you could, you could make it magical. Like, why not? It's a, it's a health core. It's armor. Like, why couldn't I use, you know, hypothetically plus one armor or plus two armor to make this health core, you know, or incorporate, you know, magical aspects into it. So that's something worth uh, exploring, I would think, possibly, or, or a consideration at the very least as ways to further buff or improve these golems that you're uh, crafting. No joke, that would be really cool. And that is one area we didn't really get that far, but one of the solutions to getting through the pool of life dissolving would be to basically have your uh, uh, construct carry everybody across. So that was one of the potential solutions and one of the ways that you could potentially use your construct to greater extent is areas that people can't go, your construct technically could. Yeah, I had the fly spell prepared. Like I was I was going to just fly across to if the session continued, but it didn't. Yeah. I'd fire up my Iron Man boosters, you know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the repulse repulsor lift technology yeah dude <laughs> for sure I'll, I'll, I'll even canter up some minor illusion to make it look aesthetically pleasing you know boostery <laughs> heck actually yeah. you need you need to uh, also have some acdc playing in the background when you do it oh of no course that's <laughs> like my first rodeo i think, I think that's, that's uh, <laughs> Oh, that's great. All right. Well, thank you all very, very much. This was a blast. So uh, we will go ahead and call it from here. Join us next time where we were, where we will all be level 15s and we will be taking on some truly terrifying creatures. So thank you all very much. Go ahead and say goodbye. Bye. Take it easy. <laughs> and, and if it's that easy, take it twice. <laughs>